Varel Desh show a podcast for enlightening Indians my name is Ansh and I will be in discussion with field experts and intellectuals to talk about topics which matters hello everyone welcome to the show this is the third episode of India after pandemic series thank you very much for all the feedback on the first two episode on this series in today's episode we will be discussing about India's relationship with its neighboring countries handling of china incursion and abrogation of article 370 and to discuss all of this i have with me someone very special and honorable he served the indian army from 1988 to 2010 please welcome retired lieutenant colonel anil duhun thank you very much sir for taking out time for this show it's really an honor to have a discussion with you and welcome to the show thank you so much anch and please uh, my hi to all the listeners and to your followers a very good evening to all of you thank you very much sir so my question is what were the main reason which led to the rise in tension between both the nation in the current scenario see the history part has been taught to us from school onwards so there is nobody has got any doubts in that that where is the macmahon line and what was the agreement between china and india but yeah. china being what china is and over a period of time it has proved to the world that it is not a dependable ally and uh, they are bullish in their uh, behavior yeah. so it happened with us in 62 in 62 mm-hmm. we were not very well prepared but when it happened in 67 we gave them a bloody nose and uh, mm-hmm. fact is that from 67 onwards there has been intrusions but then after talking they used to go back and uh, yeah. that was as recent uh, recent as uh, doklam uh, which happened uh, a few years back yeah but, 2017 yeah but yeah. now what has happened is that they have moved in large numbers and uh, mm-hmm. before moving in they uh, you know uh, created a situation for themselves like uh, that they have come down to tibet to do some military exercises mm-hmm. now if somebody says that uh, the exercises and the areas where the chinese uh, army were there they were not being tracked then i don't think uh, any uh, veteran or any uh, person in uniform would accept or agree because mm-hmm. all these things are uh, very well uh, you know tracked and kept under observation but from tibet when these troops they moved towards the indian chinese border mm-hmm. now that is the time when probably they went off the radar and we could not detect them or uh, despite having a satellite galore in space and having commercial satellites also and military satellites also and the world satellites also mm-hmm. how they moved when they moved today nobody is claiming that uh, you know they saw it finally so, it hit us when mm-hmm. on 5th may around 5th may when we realized that they have come inside the lac yeah and uh, yes uh, they have uh, come in from not from one point but they have uh, come from, uh, inside from various points and uh, till date they are there okay so why everybody in government is denying it when mr modi came to address the nation he said nobody came nobody captured and nobody entered so let's listen what he said that night actually na wahan koi hamari seema mein ghus aaya hai na hi koi ghusa hua hai नहीं हमारी कोई पोस्ट किसी दूसरे के कब्जे में है लद्दाख में हमारे 20 जाबाज शहीद हुए सो डू यू थिंक इज इट करेक्ट टू से दैट मिस्टर मोदी इज लाइंग टू द नेशन सी स्टार्टिंग फ्रॉम 2014 व्हेन आर 
prime minister ji came into uh, central oh. government and headed the government as prime mm-hmm. minister one big issue which he drummed up was nationalism and patriotism yeah and based on that he globe trotted for good about you know 6 years mm-hmm. and he made believe everybody that the international relations are the best like today what we are having what we are enjoying not realizing that international relations are only success when it they are backed by military might yeah if they are not backed by military might then nobody is interested in your uh, you know hugs and photos ops and things like that true and that is exactly what happened mm-hmm. now on 19th june after the all party meeting the pm uh, addressed the nation saying and he addressed and he declared that uh, nobody has entered our area and none of our post has been taken by anybody mm-hmm. now this was a diplomatic blunder to say the least mm-hmm. because within half an hour chinese claimed that see yeah uh, we, we had said that we have not uh, crossed the lac we are within our area now that ratified the chinese stand and that put indians on a defensive so, now why pm said or why pm made that statement was basically what i feel is that mm-hmm. he wanted to give the confidence to the countrymen mm-hmm. that you need not worry you need not bother we are taking care but instead of that he said that and of course uh, the very next day that is on 20th of june there was a clarification issued by the pmo's office yeah so that is what it is so you're not confirming or denying that he is lying to the nation no 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 where is the doubt that intrusion has not happened so in that sense then he is if lying somebody if somebody says that uh, intrusion has not happened mm-hmm. either he is unaware or he is telling a lie okay if they have not intruded how did we lose 22 soldiers that is true now would you accept or would you say that our soldiers had gone into chinese territory if yes then say say it in as many words so that chinese did not intrude mm-hmm. we intruded in their territory and that is why we lost 22 soldiers mm-hmm. if we have not intruded in their territory then how how come we lost 22 soldiers and why are so many people hospitalized and they are still in lian pm himself had uh, gone and met them why did he go mm-hmm. So if the if the LAC was not violated, then where was the requirement of going? And now they are celebrating that Chinese is moving back. No, they are not. Who said? The government only saying that one point five kilometer Chinese is pushing back. They are leaving our territory. They are not leaving our territory. They came three kilometers inside and moving one kilometer back. Yeah. So government is celebrating that. Earlier he said the the government said that nobody came. and now when see yeah. the beauty of this government is mm-hmm. that initially the minister external affairs minister comes and says something mm-hmm. the very next day defense minister comes and he negates what the uh, earlier gentleman said and he says something new after that pm comes on national tv and he rubbishes Everything. both the claims yeah. before and he says something new the very next day the pmo issues a contrary to what pm had said so actually if you see they all contradict each other and today nobody knows who is the person on whom you should rely upon secondly what is the status now if you take your mind back to the prime minister's visit to nimo yeah he again said we are doing we are doing we are doing and on ground when rajnath singh ji went he said 
yes they are inside and we are talking to them they would go back but how much and in what time frame that i cannot guarantee mm-hmm. now as a defense minister if you can't guarantee then who would guarantee so what is the current status according to you are we losing the galwan valley or we already lost it we have lost it so it's not coming back unless we go into war to to my to my knowledge it is not coming back until unless we take military actions against it so what are the possibilities according to you india taking any military action with china between like i have tweeted uh, this thing many a times and uh, i'll uh, say it with you also the crucial time is between 15th august till 15th september mm mm-hmm. if we have to take a military action it has to be between this period because beyond 15th september it will be too cold and it will be uh, not uh, possible for any military actions it has got its own hazard snow and uh, other things even uh, because when you go into a battle when you go into war then it is uh, a lot of logistics are involved in that so because of the terrain constraint and the weather constraints those logistics would get affected and uh, it may not be you know uh, a success so now the crucial period is between 15th august till 15th september if something has to happen it must happen now if it doesn't happen now mm-hmm. then you take it that this area remains with them for good and nothing would change thereafter that's really I really don't know what to say. It's really sad. Oh, it's it's a very sad affair actually. It's a very sad state. Uh, as we all know, Mr. Modi has created his politics around hypernationalism. All his visits during Diwali and celebrating Diwali with troops, and we also know that Indian Army is very secular forces, still not lost its independence like RBI and other institutions has. Question number two: Addressing a special press briefing along with three service star chiefs, what is your view the way the armed forces were asked to shower petals on hospitals? My question is: Should the armed forces have been asked to participate in such an expensive exercise when the healthcare community would have been supported by actually providing them equipment to fight the pandemic? See, let me answer you first as far as the showering of mm-hmm. petals is concerned. Mm-hmm. it is the most ridiculous thing ever been done in this country by the defense forces we are not meant to be showering petals when the entire world right. is under pandemic what are you trying to uh, show whom are you trying to uh, respect the doctors the nurses the medics provide True. them ppe that is what is required they don't require showering of petals did we give them pp on time today True. we have uh, crores of rupees in pmks but mm-hmm. how many ventilators have been bought have they been yeah. issued to the hospitals and if they have been bought at what rate bl is making them and selling it in 1 lakh of True. rupees and finally when it is entering the hospital it is costed 3.5 lakhs per ventilator right well, what are we talking why are we fooling ourselves and as far as the politicizing of uh, the defense forces are concerned it is impossible because going and distributing diwali sweets and enjoying an evening with troops is a good gesture and it's only that much we are we are a very a political institution very a political we don't get influenced yes we do follow the political orders because after mm-hmm. all those are the people who are giving the guidelines to the defense forces but to term it that indian army or air force or navy they are getting politicized no it is not it would not happen ever 
करेक्ट मी इफ आई एम रॉन्ग बट वॉट इज हैपनिंग इज दिस गवर्नमेंट इज टोटली बेस्ड ऑन परसेप्शन मैनेजमेंट सो वॉट दे आर एक्चुअली ट्राइंग टू अचीव विद सेलिब्रेटिंग दिवाली विद आर्मी इज दे आर एक्चुअली टारगेटिंग दे आर कोर वोट बैंक दैट मिस्टर मोदी इज टू पावरफुल टू यू नो टू फ्रेंडली विद आर्मी पीपल एंड एज यू ऑलरेडी नो विद आर बी आई और सुप्रीम कोर्ट एंड ऑल द पास सी जी आईज विच वी हैव सीन इन लास्ट थ्री फोर ईयर्स इन द ग्राउंड लेवल वॉट इज हैपनिंग साइकोलॉजिकली इज एंड नो बडी इज बिगर हिम एंड इवन आर्मी इज फॉलोइंग इज ऑर्डर्स सो दैट इज सी आंस यू मस्ट अंडरस्टैंड ही इज द प्राइम मिनिस्टर ऑफ द कंट्री देर आर नो डाउट्स इन दैट नो डाउट्स इन he is the supreme decision taking body there are no doubts in that but by his visiting on diwali and visiting troops does it mean that the army would start following the orders given by the pm that is a perception created na that is what no oh, yeah. hear me out hear me out mm-hmm. now the orders to the army does not get percolated like that the orders to the army would get percolated through the chief of the army mm-hmm. and how those orders have to be affected on ground mm-hmm. that is the mid course correction which happens in the hierarchy mm-hmm. things which are ethical would be done things which are not ethical would not be done mm-hmm. anybody can keep giving whatever orders unethical things the defense forces would not do like if somebody tells ki go and burn somebody's house in kashmir because there is terrorism no army will not do it will just not do it they'll put their foot down because those are the soldierly attributes Mm-hmm. somebody says uh, like uh, what happened to vikas dube that uh, encounter kar do no it doesn't happen that way army will not do it because we, we go by ethics mm-hmm. so his major plank or his major uh, uh, speech is contained nationalism and patriotism because that is what with which he started beating congress yeah so he was wanting to make or uh, you know image for himself that there is nobody in this country a bigger patriotic or bigger uh, nationalist than him yeah but fact of the matter remains every citizen who is in this country is a nationalist mm-hmm. is a patriotic citizen and we don't have to you know get a certificate from any xyz to prove that mm-hmm. if somebody questions my nationalism or my patriotism i would call him the biggest fool i i don't have to prove it i have proved it for 22 years when i was in the army True. i don't have to prove it again mm-hmm. and if you really want a proof then go and jump mm-hmm. i don't care you know yeah so the, he yeah. may create an image for himself and his image has got dented very very severely with the chain past few months okay yeah now start from pakistan mm-hmm. what are our relations today with pakistan yeah the lowest yeah nepal like if 135 crore people start walking towards nepal they would just walk over entire nepal mm mm-hmm. but what did they do they issued a map they have taken about 350 odd kilometers of indian territory mm-hmm. and we are sitting and watching it and do you think china what is playing the role with the nepal when it's come to no, i'll come to that yeah. we come to uh, bhutan it is same Mm-hmm. come to tibet it is same mm-hmm. come to bangladesh it is same come to myanmar it is same what are you talking like if you are uh, such a big nationalist or if you are such a big patriotic person if you have such a great knowledge of international relations and all then why this thing is happening true things should have been different on ground no yeah so th- that has not happened so his uh, image has taken a very big dent mm-hmm. very big dent and i don't think 
there is any way to uh, you know damage control it now mm-hmm. yes even it can be done provided he takes a strong decision to go uh, militarily against china and let whatever be the result but at least take a decision True. in 62 we fought and lost yeah in 2020 we have lost without fighting that there is a big difference true the entire government saying exciting 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 and pandit nehru pandit nehru are baba we fought and lost we did soldierly activities there yeah we fought but in 2020 did we fight mm-hmm. we did not but we lost and as far as nepal is concerned the uh, uh, mr oli the prime minister there mm-hmm. we all know what his relations are with china and uh, it has, it should not have come as a surprise to us mm-hmm. yes but somebody needs to do hard talking with them the number of uh, nepalese domicile people who are working in india uh, are in lakhs true and uh, we have what nepal uh, nepalese uh, domicile people uh, even serving in paramilitary forces and defense forces mm-hmm. those people who have retired and gone back to nepal and settled there they are still drawing their pensions and uh, other things from indian government yeah so it is just a matter of somebody sitting and hard talking with them now when that is getting delayed like till date nobody has spoken mm-hmm. now since it is getting delayed so that new map which they have uh, issued the nepal uh, government mm-hmm. now i only hope that that does not become a, a new uh, redefined map of nepal and gets acceptance uh, internationally because the amount of time which we will lose on that yeah. uh, th- that much time people will get for accepting it true so th- that is uh, the thing how india is now on better footing than 1962 war like if as you are saying that we have to do something militarily so is india ready see indian troops are the fittest troops in the world today they are uh, battle worthy and they have got uh, battle inaculated uh, mm-hmm. uh, troops today starting from siachen until uh, you come down to banihal tunnel jawaharlal nehru tunnel or whatever mm-hmm. name you give it to uh you come there like you see the troops which are uh, doing the militarily activities day in and day out there is no better army today than indian army to uh, who is uh, so much battle ready mm-hmm. the yeah you yeah, getting my, my point now pla when did they uh, fight last the troops 60 67 yeah 67 that's it Right. after that nothing but indian troops are doing it every day round the clock 24/7 365 okay there is a notion coming on twitter that uh, currently recruits are there they never fought any war it is a perception creating thing again again let me tell you a boy of 16 17 years of age when he gets recruited in the indian army mm-hmm. where should he fight a war true right so the new intake Mm-hmm. obviously they are green horns they they have not fought a battle but b- when they finish their training when they join their units when their mm-hmm. units get posted to difficult areas field areas and uh, on the borders slowly and gradually they become battle hardened mm-hmm. slowly and gradually they start chasing mm-hmm. terrorist chasing enemy right. firing shooting down the enemy you know mm-hmm. it's a slow process it's a very organic process 
like a sipahi getting uh, attested and becoming a soldier uh, does not mean that he is battle hardened no he is a green on mm-hmm. and each unit knows how to employ a green horn and how to get him into the system and in an organic way of making a toughened soldier out of it right so the it is not a point to worry at all mm-hmm. at all as we already know chinese army is well known for his you know psychological warfare what sort of psychological tactic the chinese army has used in galwan valley and how india has or will continue to counter it not other than military See, the thing is that it is all hearsay there is no bloody psychological warfare which they uh, do mm-hmm. by writing a poster and erecting a poster on a mountain that uh, your government is not supporting you does not mean that our troops are getting affected our troops will not even bloody read it mm-hmm. leave aside uh, getting affected mm-hmm. leave aside getting affected mm-hmm. and uh, yes social media is uh, there on which one can uh, raise a propaganda and things like that mm-hmm. but uh, very recently chief of the army staff he's already taken a decision and the entire social media uh, has been disallowed for the uh, serving uh, defense personnel so we have taken uh, very good steps towards that mm-hmm. and uh, i think it's a good thing what do you make of banning of 59 apps uh, by the government is it a right uh, decision or it is just a juvenile decision according to you it, it, it's a show off okay see what w- what is the aim the aim is if the aim is to uh, not hurt the economy of china because by banning apps you can't hurt uh, china's uh, mm-hmm. economic power yeah but if you want to give them a message that we are serious about it mm-hmm. then you should have uh, banned those apps also in which they have made investments true because when they have invested in those uh, applications and in the other projects uh, in the country obviously mm-hmm. they are the shareholders in that and they would take the part of, they would take part of the profit also yeah so by so, banning tiktok why why did you leave uh, huawei or why you left paytm when they have chinese investments mm-hmm. so these half hearted measures which the government is taking actually they, it is not giving a very uh, uh, you know uh, hard message uh, to china mm-hmm. today the in the times of india like they have come out with the uh, in the power sector for transmission and distribution uh, chinese have a major role to play sure. so they have recently given a contract also to a chinese company and taken some i think 200 million from china bank chinese bank so that, 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 it's a that's what i'm yeah. saying see when you want to give a message then that message should be very loud and clear it should not have any mm-hmm. ambiguity in it now we are giving messages and we are uh, leaving too much ambiguity in that actually if you see it is uh, the traders uh, have taken a better decision by saying we will not import chinese uh, toys and diyas battis and whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they have made it loud and clear we will not import mm-hmm. so the i am sure government must be having its own uh, pressures and uh, uh, issues not to come out so strongly about it but point is if you don't come out strongly then you are basically coming out uh, weakly so why why true. show your weakness that is true
so let's hope that uh, between 15th august and 15th september government takes a decision hard decision uh, mm-hmm. let it be this side or that side but let us move across otherwise small countries are also like nepal is not respecting us today like where have we reached that is true my next question is related to oppositions yeah. what are your views about opposition stance towards china incursion like are they are playing safe or they are attacking government like if you remember earlier when uh, upa was in power bjp used to attack them regularly so what is the opposition stand in when it comes to attacking government with china or any other issues currently we have okay okay let me explain to you the entire uh, role of government and opposition mm-hmm. seems to have gone topsy turvy mm-hmm. nowadays mm-hmm. if opposition is asking what is happening in ladakh then government says why are you politicizing the issue true it is a national issue you should not uh, national security issue and uh, you should not politicize mm-hmm. is asking questions from the government politicizing an issue of course not yep. we in opposition we as normal public we as normal citizens we want to know to and who who would tell us yep. is the government who would tell us mm-hmm. the new thing which uh, this government has adopted is for anything and everything either blame it to pandit nehru or mr rahul gandhi is not doing it mm-hmm. as if he is the like, pm yeah yeah like when people ask you what what are your uh, concrete steps towards covid 19 mm-hmm. or uh, their spokesperson said ki you should ask what rahul gandhi had done uh, during the covid true is that an answer from a government uh, spokesperson if everything rahul gandhi only has to answer then might as well vacate that chair and let him sit so that he answers true so but should... today you are in that position you are answerable yeah people will question you they would question you and they must question you if you take your uh, mind back when the petrol hike happened during the upa regime yeah. there was a lot of hue and cry in the entire country they were on road huh now what diesel is at 80 petrol yeah. is at 80 and they don't want anybody to question them why so how do you uh, what do you think the solution lies like as as according to me what i understand opposition is not just the opposition parties opposition are the people of india also who not voted for this government and that is approx 60 to 65% people who haven't voted for this government in 2019 so opposition parties plus those 65% of the population should come together and do something what do you uh, like what are your uh, what do you think can be done no and uh, thinking on those lines mm-hmm. uh, may not be the correct way of thinking i would say mm-hmm. first and foremost is they are the government which people majority of the people have chosen to be in the government yeah and but yeah. and that uh, thing must get respected and we all respect that mm-hmm. the issue is today opposition who is the opposition today actually if you see yeah. there is nobody except for rahul gandhi who is asking regularly questions and to yeah, the government true is there anybody else on the horizon who has been asking any questions nope what is happening in uttar pradesh where is bjp where is uh, samajwadi party true all hibernating now they are hibernating or the opposition is hibernating either because of the fear of cbi and ed and it or whatever mm-hmm. now well if you have done something wrong that is why you are fearing them now 
that is why you fear cbi or enforcement director or director or income tax rates because you must have done something wrong if you have not done anything wrong why are you fearing it mm -hmm. and if you have done wrong then accept it that you have done wrong and very keep your mouth shut it is as simple no but things are like even the people who haven't done anything wrong they are getting targeted by this government uh, you know the whole apparatus of this government ed it police like if you see the ntca protest no no i yeah. no no i agree with that they have like the present government has misused the uh, institutions yeah. whether it is media or it is judiciary or it is police or it is any xyz mm -hmm. they have misused they have absolutely rubbished the institutions mm -hmm. but point is did why did we not get a single man with a spine who could stand against it true today if let's say god forbid if somebody does not have uh, faith on judiciary mm -hmm. and that to supreme court if supreme court gets compromised mm -hmm. where does this 135 crore people go whom would they look up to true see when you compromise an institution the loss is like that if today i don't have uh, if i do not trust police and if there is uh, something urgent which requires police attention or which requires me to go to the police mm -hmm. and i don't trust them where would i go True. who would i go to so yeah. so that is the importance of these institutions that they must be alive and they are basically to count each other but that is not happening and that is why people are that is not happening yeah. that is not happening because of whims and fancies and that is because today the, the opposition is absolutely hibernating and they are in their uh, fox holes and saving uh, their skin mm -hmm. that is the basic reason which comes to my mind because otherwise i don't see any reason like for any political party or a politician who has been in public life for so many years True. why is he hiding why is he keeping his mouth shut why is he not raising his voice that's true and uh, it goes all across like it, it is not limited to delhi or bangalore yeah. or bombay or kolkata it is all states all major uh, states all uh, down to the district level actually yep that's very frustrating so, situation no it's it's actually if you see mm -hmm. all these things are happening for a reason there would be a new order which would emerge because most of the institutions today have got absolutely compromised mm -hmm. there would be a new order i think we need to have some patience and have uh, faith in the system as such because democratic system is the best system yeah so we must have some faith and uh, we must have patience mm -hmm. and i am sure a new order would emerge which would be much fairer and uh, much better i hope so i am sure i am certain yeah. so i was doing some research and i found out that you are from jammu i guess you did your uh, college from jammu if i am not wrong yeah i did my college from jammu my father who was in army the, mm. he was posted there at that time so i did my graduation that's nice so my next question is uh, related to jammu and kashmir uh, do you think abrogation of 370 was required and if yes please justify see it's a government decision mhm mm firstly 370 was never supposed to be a permanent fixture true so mm -hmm. abolishing it it was a matter of time mm -hmm. now the repercussions of abolishing uh, 370 and 35a it is a matter of time which would dictate whether this action was right or it was not right mm -hmm. and 
as for the immediate reactions if you see it has not mm-hmm. benefited the state in any which man true it has not benefited it's going to be 12 months one year next month uh, the yeah. lockdown is there so it has not benefited as on date mm-hmm. and what benefits would accrue after let's say 5 years or 10 years or uh, it is only assumption mhm it may have any effect it may not have any effect at all true if the special status has been removed from there like i'll give you an example can you as a citizen go and buy land in himachal pradesh no no so if 370 was removed in from kashmir from j and k why why don't you do it in himachal also right you want to say one uh, country one law Mm-hmm. then himachal is a different country is it <laughs> even manipur nagaland you know you see so <laughs> what they say and what they do they are two different things altogether true so time will only testify like whether uh, this was correct move or it was not a correct move or it was required or it was not required but mm-hmm. as on date if i see there has been no difference whatsoever at all so you, you think it was like uh, according to me correct me if i'm wrong i think when some decision like this was taken by the government of india the people of that particular state should be involved so don't you think it was unfair to them uh, kashmiris especially uh, even the ladakhis when they dividing when something is from state they doing making it a union territory so it's a downgrade right so don't you think it was uh, important to involve them locally no i i do not subscribe to that idea because uh, mm-hmm. it's a central government decision and if every decision has to be taken by the concurrence of the state mm-hmm. then uh, it is something like going in for referendum every time but the 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 other uh, negative side of this is suppose tomorrow they come to any uh, for example uh, maharashtra and they they put lockdown and they say that mumbai is a different unitary union territory and other uh, they bifurcate the state of maharashtra so that will be like you know it will be there will be a fear will be there with uh, all the people who are like state assembly and all that kabhi bhi a government this government can you know whenever they want they can come and they can bifurcate our state you get my point or should i repeat no no i got your point but yeah. it is not Uh, it does not happen that way unfortunately mm-hmm. so, so just... one does not have to fear on those lines at all mm-hmm. at all because what happened is uh, when the kashmir law uh, this was started they they bring on lot of forces and then they shut down the amarnath yatra and then they declared that this is what they are doing it so what are the chances that same thing will not happen in any other state no any other state does not enjoy that special status no so it will not happen Okay. Yeah. Any any last thought you want to give? I would uh, only like to say one thing that have faith in the system, have have faith in the institutions, mm-hmm. and we would we will emerge stronger and we will emerge better. And the new order would be any day much much better than what we have seen mm-hmm. and what we are seeing today. Mm-hmm. Any new order is always a better situation, and one must have faith in the system. One must have faith in the government. even if it is not taking decisions as per our likings mm-hmm. even then one has to have faith in the government and one must have faith in the government okay so one don't, don't, one should not get disillusioned at all mm-hmm. so one last question from my side i personally attack mr modi a lot in twitter so do you, do you think is it right thing to do 
no it is uh, the terminology which you are using is incorrect mm-hmm. we are not attacking mr modi as such mm-hmm. we are questioning the government mm-hmm. and somebody need to answer mm-hmm. now when we are not getting that answer our frustration rises mm-hmm. and that is the time when we what we write it becomes a loud statement true so uh, there is nothing wrong uh, in asking questions from the government they must uh, listen to the questions and they need to answer mm-hmm. but saying attacking no uh, that is not the uh, right uh, thing for the prime minister to be used it should not be used we are asking the government uh, thank you very much sir it was a wonderful session with you we agreed for thank you so much ans yeah for we agreed for 15 minutes it's already 45 minutes of talk so thanks a lot it's really an honor to have a discussion with you thank you very thank much thank you so much ansh and uh, i wish you all the best in future and uh, i wish your listeners all the best and uh, god name bless you always keep happy and keep safe thank you very much sir and take care all right bye 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 thank you very much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review thank you very much have a nice day bye